Ansonsten. Ah. Aloha, everybody. I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And I'm Pake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering the first episode of season two called The Premiere, which is kind of funny because it's... <laughs> Yes, the premiere of season two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to. I had to fact check that we were. Um, uh, it's the promoting it. Yeah, it, mm. yeah. It, it made sense after I had to think, but I didn't know that before we watched the episode. We were promoting it on our previous episode of Midnight Mass that we put out. We were, said that we were going to cover this episode, and when I called it season one, the premiere, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is that right?" And <laughs> I had to go look it up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, the premiere of the splattering after we saw um, the making that movie. Um, the student movie that Scott was working on. Those keys really made a big difference because that was a really shitty movie last season. (laughs) Like the worst thing ever. And now it's like... Steven Spielberg. I don't know. I kind of want to watch that movie. Yeah. I want to see I the know. splattering. Wouldn't that be fun if they decided to like release like um, you know out of like honoring um, yeah the, the just like a forty five minute did. thing or something yeah on Netflix yeah just a, a fun original. yeah and yeah. that spot I don't forget the guy's name the engineer guy the big guy but. When he did get splattered all Doug. over the car window, Doug. it was yeah. pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Pretty great. Pretty great for a no-budget student film. Um, mm. So, I don't know. I mean, my thoughts, I think this was a, a, a fairly solid premiere for season two. Oh, yeah. What What are your thoughts, um, Jason? You want to start and give us your just general thoughts? Yeah, I loved it. I'm glad to be getting back into this world. I just rewatched the whole series to get ready and... Uh, and so I was like, it was fun to be able to watch something new, you know, that I hadn't seen before. But anyways, um, yeah, I thought it was a great start. It, yeah, just as good as anything we saw last season. Excellent. Pake, general thoughts? Yeah, um, I was super, super into it. Loved the the episode. Loved jumping back in, like Jason said, back into this world. And I think even just with some of the stuff in this episode, we're setting up. And I think there's been some articles or kind of quotes from from Joe Hill and some of the people working on it saying that, this is going to be a little bit of a darker, more tense season as well. And I can see definitely Good. where they're going with yeah. that. Yeah. So. Where like Eden bites a guy's face off. That's pretty right. dark. <laughs> I, uh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. And the um, part where Eden and um, Gabe were attacking the guy out in the, the boonies, you know. Oh, at the cabin yeah. in the woods. Yeah. He's like, oh, the, the, the gene pool won't suffer with this guy gone. That was a great scene because yeah. it's just the two baddies you know but i noticed the music was darker and edgier and one of my big criticisms last (laughs) year was i felt like we were watching harry potter (laughs) and i think they're you know it's still not as good as it could be but it's much better in my opinion i'm happy about that (laughs) that's actually one of my notes yeah those are my notes jason what's your thoughts on the music because like yeah especially when it's dealing with gabe and eden they have this more kind of like hip hop kind of dark ambient kind of music yeah. going on. That, and I really like that vibe. I like it a lot. I mean, I, w- I was so excited about this show because the comic is one of my favorite comic series, like right up with the walking dead. Those are like my two favorite comic series ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've collected dozens and dozens of different, they're so good, but I think it was Carlton Cuse. Who's one of the showrunners, you know, he worked on yeah. lost, he said something like the comic was three parts horror and one part fantasy. And they decided to flip that and make the show three parts fantasy and one part horror. And you know, I, I'm not happy about that. I want it to be like the comic. Um, but I made a 
point to just let's appreciate this show for what it is and not yeah. need it have to be that. And for what it is, I think it's great. I, I think it's got a bit of 90210 slash Dawson's Creek in there, which I like. I'm a fan of that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, me too. So, I mean, the teen, okay. the teen drama and the love yeah. triangles and everything is there. And It makes my fun. heart it's go fun. all a flutter sometimes. I mean, it's light, you know, it's it's nothing yeah. deep half the time, but I I dig it for what, and it does capture some of the magic of the of the comic too. So I forget yeah. why I started talking about, oh, but but even with all that, I just felt like the music pushed it too far la- into Harry Potter land last season to the point where it was distracting me. And I felt like I really should feel afraid in this scene, but the music is killing attention for me. And this episode, I didn't notice myself being taken out of it like that. And so that's great. If, you know, that was like the big flaw for me last season. It was, I felt like the music took me out of it. And then doing the rewatch, I also, one of the other flaws that I feel like we're probably going to have in this season too, is a lot of times people did dumb things that, um, mm-hmm. like when, uh, Ellie took the shadow key to go get the crown of shadows at her place. She took the shadow key with her, even though Lucas was going to be there. It's like, leave the shadow key back at key house. Yeah. So stuff like that, they would do all the time. And in this episode, it was Bodie shoving that couch into the wall. I'm like, he's not that dumb. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, well, (laughs) well, that's good to know. That was definitely one of my notes too. I was like, I'm going to have to check in with Jason, see what he thinks about the uh, musical score and music so far, this so time around. So, yeah, I thought I thought cool. uh, an improved um, premiere so far compared. I, I'm curious if they heard criticism about that. And, and I think they had always said it was so, going to go darker. So, yeah, maybe it maybe. was just the plan always. But, yeah, maybe they heard some criticism. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I read some people really like the score. So I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, excellent. So we, we've touched a little bit about about season one and what happened and you know we didn't do any type of like formal podcast about you know like covering a a summary of season one so thought if either of you wanted to kind of recap or talk about what we what we learned what happened in season one you know kind of go spend a couple of minutes on that we can kind of talk about season one what did happen and where we left off before we talk about yes um, season two since i just rewatched it um you know, just kind of in timeline order, we learn that Rendell and his friends, uh, uh, the Kinsey kid's father, Rendell, and his friends, back when they were in high school, found the key. They just found the keys around the house, right? Yes. I guess. Yeah. And so. they were using them and having a lot of fun and no problems at all until uh, they went to the cave, the sea cave. And oh, I guess they opened the door and a bullet came out and it hit Luke Lucas. And he was possessed. And so then when they got back to the house, he was trying to take the Omega key from, uh, he was attacking somebody. Who is he attack? He was going to kill. Well, oh, he killed two of, of them. Friend. Yeah. One yeah. Of the, he killed Kim and Jeff and yeah. he was attacking somebody else and they ended up, uh, Rendell beat him to death and they threw him over they threw all the bodies into the ocean and made up a story that they drowned. And, uh, so the bullet had possessed, uh, Lucas, but he died. We learned in this episode that demons can die. Mm -hmm. And then years later, um, what's her name? Ellie Ellie started missing Lucas because that was her boyfriend. So she took the echo key, which can bring someone like either the, a, a semblance of them or maybe them back to life, but they're stuck in this well area 
And so that brought Lucas back, but it was demon possessed Lucas. And then, um, Lucas turned, uh, somehow let's see what happened then. Cause Lucas wanted to get the, get out of there and get the Omega key and everything. I guess she was somehow speaking. Well, she turned, she turned into Dodge in, in uh, Rendell's book about key house. Remember? And she was speaking to, uh, what's that kid's Sam. name? Sam Lesser. Yeah. yeah. Who was Rendell had moved across the country and was a guidance counselor. And Sam was his troubled, uh, student and convinced Sam to help her, uh, and uh, gosh, I, I guess I'm not going to go into all the details because I'm as I'm talking about it, I, I realize I don't remember all the details. But basically, she when uh, they moved uh, or Sam went to get try to get the Omega key, I guess, from Rendell and ended up killing him. And then uh, Nina knocked Sam out. And uh, then they decided since their father died that they would move back into Key House to get away from you know, their place in Seattle, I guess it was. And Nina also wanted to investigate and see if she could figure out what was happening. And so the kids are now at key house for the first time, their ancestral home. And they're going around hearing these keys whispering and finding them and everything. And they find the, uh, and, and what's his name? Uh, Bodhi goes into the well house and hears Dodge in there, which is Lucas. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I guess he must have had the identity and changed himself to her. But anyways, uh, she gets Bodhi to give her the Anywhere key. So in combination of the Echo key and the Anywhere key, that's how he, that demon was brought back to life and then allowed to roam free. Mm -hmm, and so then yep. that's what, yeah, all we saw last season was Dodge just trying to get this, uh, what do you call it, uh, Omega key to go open the black door and let yeah. more demons out. I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think Dodge's main goal was, yeah, to get to the black yeah. door and open it. And so that was getting the crown of shadows using Ellie as Lucas right. to, to pull that mom. off. And yeah, then, that's right. So yeah, at the very end they yeah. took Ellie and uh, he Dodge transformed Ellie to look like Dodge. So everybody would think that she was Dodge and she was unconscious and they took her down to the, um, black door and threw her in yeah thinking that they'd gotten rid of so dodge they think they've gotten rid of dodge yeah. but really dodge then took the form of gabe right had been taking form of gabe and is now secretly building this plan back up as uh -huh. gabe and now the demon eden that one of the bullets did come through when they were down there to get yeah. rid of ellie came through and so now there's two of them right and <laughs> and that whole time um tyler had the omega key at the end i think so I think he still has it, but, um, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what do, cause at the end we saw, oh, Gabe had been dodged the whole time. And that, I guess yeah. that was just dodge trying to find any way he slash she could to get in with the locks and get, you know, get that Omega key. But, um, now it's not super clear what they want. I would think they would want to get that Omega key and let more demons out, but I don't really know for sure. I, they haven't said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah well, I don't see, in this the episode, motivation. they've they've put together some kind of plan um, mm -hmm. with whatever this is. They made a key, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we don't yeah. know what it does. It had some like monster head on it. Not yeah. Yet. <laughs> and then so here we are. 
at, <laughs> at, at season two, um, episode one, the premiere. Um, yeah, a lot happened, um, a lot of details. Um, I, that was a pretty great summary, though, to kind of help us get caught up to where we are. So um, if you guys I think it was, anything, it was okay. It was, okay. it was okay. It was fine. I appreciate it. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting some of the stuff mixed up, like names, locations, exact timeline, because I noticed so you spoke about the comics. I also love the comics. I've read those. And the show takes a lot of the comics from the entire arc of the comics and is just taking things in different order. And yeah. yeah. They're stuff very much and, out of order. Yeah. Because uh, I reread all of volume one last night, the Welcome to Lovecraft. Which oh, excellent. It's not, uh, it's not Matheson. It's Lovecraft in, right. in the comics. Yeah. And so I read the entire first volume last night. Just I was like, oh, I'll just like get back into it a little bit and ended up reading the whole thing in just one sitting. I was like, oh my God, I forgot <laughs> how great. good this is. I know, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I realized, I was like, oh yeah, they've, like stuff that's in this they haven't touched on yet, but then there's stuff that's like way later that's already in season one. So yeah, it's really it's bizarre. hard to so, compare with the comics because it's all jumbled. Yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to know exactly where they're going to go from here, knowing that mm-hmm. they've kind of jumbled and taken so many pieces of each, um, you know, piece of the comic and and kind of thrown it all into season one. And what does that mean for season two? And um, you know, and then moving forward. So so yeah. Um, but they've gotten creative, um, and I mean, so far, I like what they're doing. They're kind of making it their own, and we mm-hmm. know that that was the blessing from Joe Hill and uh, Gabriel Rodriguez was they were like, make it your own. The comics are ours. Mm-hmm. Make the movie <laughs> yours. Or, sorry, TV show. Um, I'm thinking Stephen King always says that when they make their make mm-hmm. their movies is make it your own. Um, okay. Well, this um, for Lock and Key, we're going to be covering and doing um, a top three since there is three of us. Um, not a lot of time to have to go into a whole top five. And since there are three of us, you know, there's going to be I'm sure we're going to be covering a, a, a wide range of what's covered in that particular episode. Um, we are covering week to week, um, just like we always do. So if you guys listening um, have already binged, want to keep up with us week to week, however you guys want to do it, um, we're just grateful to have you along. But that is what we are going to do. Um, Jason will just have to practice patience <laughs> for not watching I, <laughs> I did it last year, but I always watch the next episode immediately after we recorded. We, mm-hmm. we, we do too. We typically, <laughs> we typically do if we have do. the time. As soon as we're done recording, we're usually <laughs> off, off yep. to go watch the next one. So it's fine. Um, okay. But well, just so people know, I, I had a mix up this week. I thought we were recording two hours later than we actually are here. So I have a ton of notes, but they're not at all organized. So instead of trying to organize them, I'm just going to let uh, Rima and Peg do a top three and I'll just chime in. Okay. That's right. perfect. Yeah. Just chime in where we're at and then you can mm. just follow up. We'll have a note section there at the end of our top three and you can just add whatever we haven't already covered like okay. we normally do. So, um, okay. Well, Peg, do you want to start us off with your number three? All right. Sure. Uh, I'm going to start pretty easy at first. All three of my points were about like the same character and the same thing. And I was like, it's just different aspects of it. I was like, I can't do that. I'm going to have to mix things up and extra notes will be there. So so there's like some random little stuff thrown in. But okay. my number three, I'm just going to talk about Uncle Dunk. We get All the right. return. Uh, Duncan's back. Uh, Aaron Ashmore. I love him in that role. He's, He's great. great. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, we have Uncle Duncan moving back you know, into Key House to stay with them for a little while since his boyfriend fiance now yay duncan and brian congratulations uh <laughs> was brian in last season 
I don't think so. I think no. it was mentioned. I think but it I don't was think mentioned. So. Was he? Okay. See him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he. I'm like, this guy came out of nowhere. He's clearly Dodge. <laughs> yeah. No. Every I, new I, person at the, is Dodge. At the theater, I looked around and you could see everyone except him, and you know, oh, Gabe man. and Eden were both there. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> That's how I feel about Abby. Is I'm like, everyone's a demon. Yeah, I don't trust but, her. She came out of nowhere. Abby's a demon. Her boy, her, her girlfriend's yeah, a demon. Yeah, I you guys are too. demons. Am I a demon? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Abby was at the theater with everyone else. And yeah, do- yeah, Dodge and but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> someone's going to be a demon. You yeah. think? I don't trust anybody after Gabe. <laughs> I know. I but yeah, but Brian was mentioned last season at least. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I but he's heading that. off to Japan for a work thing for a while. So Duncan's going to stay with the the locks instead of. Staying at home alone, which I mean, me personally, I'd be like, I think I'd take advantage of like living solo in my own home for a while before marriage. But you know, <laughs> I, you know, I'll I'll just chime in and say, since you're talking about that, it it th- that storyline feels just a little flimsy to get, yeah. Because I mean, I know just that we to need, get Duncan there, so we got to get Duncan there, and this is how they decided <laughs> to get him there. So it felt a little flimsy, but whatever. I guess he's just like. I don't want to be by myself. I yeah. want to be with you. Give me a chance to spend time with family. I, I don't know, but it felt the Last flimsy. season, we wanted more Aaron Ashmore, so maybe people heard that and you know yeah. the writers wanted to put him in it more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain about more Aaron Ashmore. Me either. All. He's great. Yeah, He's but great. I, yeah. But I do think it's weird of his boyfriend to sit there and speak Japanese to practice another language, but nobody he's speaking to knows that language. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like that's a little like awkward you know you're it's a little practicing a little awkward um and then i don't know yeah it's fine it's fine um i mean they they seem like a a nice couple a happy couple and he seems like a really nice guy but he seems super nice if 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 duncan you know can just pick up and leave because he what lived in boston right um last season and he just kind of came down and visited them there at matheson um, so if he can just pick up and leave his home in Boston, why didn't he just go to Japan with his boyfriend? And just why can't they both live there for six months and travel and then come back? It's also a really something? good point. <laughs> but again, I realize yeah. we need him there at Key House. But we need Duncan. We need him in yeah. Matheson. I get it. But yeah. it's just like, it's a little. Yeah. They didn't but go was, very far with explaining, but it's fine. Just before we get off, Brian, it was really sweet of him with Nina in the kitchen to say, yeah, any man no. would love to be with you when you're ready. That's why I'm like he's a demon because he's just so nice. <laughs> he's too nice to he be just real. Can't be, can't be nice. He's but it was be nice. Fake, it was nice. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, was, I was surprised to learn through that conversation actually with Ryan and Nina that it was Duncan's idea that he wanted to get married on the grounds of Key House, even mm-hmm. though the Locke, you know, siblings, you know, being like Rendell and Duncan in this case, have always you know, after growing up, have this kind of aversion to the house yeah. because of everything that happened. He was so, flipping the place off last season. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> so funny. I guess, you know, there's this new sense of like family belonging there, I guess, because mm-hmm. of the kids that are there that now are in like experiencing the magic and things like that, that mm-hmm. maybe that magic is kind of rubbing off on him a little bit and it's dra- drawing him back to, to some point. But yeah, so maybe that's another reason he, he just feels like pulled to the house a little bit because the magic is alive there again, even if he doesn't really experience it himself. Also at the end of last season, Nina said, I'm sorry I brought you guys here. We're going to go back to Seattle. And the kids are like, no, we like it here now. So maybe that has an influence too. They have chosen to stay and seem to be, you know, well adjusted now, at least for a while. One last completely (laughs) random tangent uh, based off of 
the conversation at the table where they announced that they are getting married, I learned that uh, the saying is bearing the lead, L-E-D-E, through closed captioning. And not lead, L-E-A-D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I caught that too. And I had to look into Wait, it, so I looked what? into that. Apparently, both can be used, but the L-E-D-E spelling is technically correct, because the lead in that way is the introductory section of a news story in journalism. And so you bury that in less important information. And they, since that saying started, it originated in print form with journalism, they used that old spelling instead of L-E-A-D, because they didn't want it to be confused with the metal lead. So... I had, yeah. I, that was my first, just learn something new every day. I bet Jason knew that though. You're the creative writer here. In the I was, room. I have a master's in publishing, so. <laughs> you probably already knew that. Yeah. But I did not know, I use closed captioning when I do my notes so I can get all the little quotes and I whenever Tyler said, oh, way to bury the lead. And I was like, how is that spelled? Hey, yeah, I, I know, spell I did, that. I did it. I had to, like, my vision's getting really, really poor, so the closed captioning for me is getting a little blurry these days, so I had to get up, like, really close and go, wait, what? What was that? Like, pause it. Yeah, good catch. Learn something new. Yeah. The more you know. Can't wait. Can't wait to get more Uncle Duncan and see him involved. I'm, I'm wondering if more exposure to Keyhouse, too, is kind of making him warm up to it. Or maybe it is just the fact that the kids are comfortable being there and want to be there. And maybe that's why, cause it is interesting considering his dislike, it seems for that house and it seems like he, they didn't have the greatest of memories there um, mm-hmm. that he, he can remember no memories, anyway. So yeah. I mean, yeah. that he can remember. It seems like he didn't, what he, he could retain yeah. whatever. I mean, he's slipping the place just, off last week. The yeah, last so. Season, so. Anyway. Okay. Great. Number three. Actually, I could probably do one. Okay, go right I see, ahead. Go for it. Okay, it'll be shorter. But um, so at one point, Bodhi was like, hey, you guys are like too chill. We have problems still. And, you know, we, and we, Ellie's missing. And I, he also said, we don't we don't know where the missing keys are. Mm-hmm. And so I've lost track of where the keys are. But just what I could piece together is that the kids clearly have the head key because they were using it mm-hmm. uh which is really interesting by the way but that's a whole another topic how kinsey was using it yeah. uh th- they have the mending key because they uh she wanted to use it to fix her dress before yeah. the premiere they have this new hercules hercules key which i wonder how strong can that make you and uh, and you know does he need to have it in this belt or could he have it in his pocket you know there's always questions that come up with these new keys but yeah. anyway they have the matchstick key because we saw Tyler use it to start mm-hmm. the fire at the party. Mm-hmm. And I think they still have the Omega key because I, I know Tyler had that at the end of last season. Pretty sure um, they still have so. the Omega. Hidden away somewhere. And uh, don't they also have the the music key? I mean, I the I other key. Okay, so we know that Eden and or Gabe have the shadow key and the crown, crown of shadows. Mm-hmm. The identity key we saw them use. And the anywhere key, which, they, yeah. uh, which Nina saw Gabe use when she yeah. drug away the popcorn guy um but the other keys that we've seen in the series are the echo key the flower key the music box key and the ghost key and i don't yeah i thought maybe they would still have the music box key and the ghost key at least but at one point didn't dodge have all the keys so i'm not sure yeah I'm not sure which of those he could uh Bodhi could just be talking about the shadow key the identity key and the anywhere key which we saw that Gabe and Eden had this episode, but the other ones I'm not sure about are Echo, Flower, yeah. Music Box, and Ghost. Yeah, I needed a reminder that that they didn't have the Anywhere key, that, that Dodge had that. Because at first, because like, you know, 
Nina mentioned something about, oh, Bodhi's been talking to Rufus. I was like, oh, has he been going to visit him? Mm. And then I saw like Tyler and Kenzie both respectively, like the way they responded to Jackie and Scott leaving for school somewhere. And they're like, oh, I'm going to miss you. I was like, well, just go visit them. But then you get that like concession stand scene and all that. I was like, oh, Dodge still has the the anywhere keys. Mm-hmm. So we can't use that. Yeah, I need a. I have a list of the keys, but I don't have like who currently is possessing the key, like the mirror key. Don't forget that one. Oh yeah, so, that is one I missed. I think that's yeah. the only one I missed, though. Yeah, yeah I think you've got. Key. Yeah, you got most of those. I just can't. I don't. I need ones. to kind of have a list of where they are at this moment. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, anything else that you want to say about that? Uh, what it just mentioned something a minute ago that made me think of something. I can't remember what it is. I'll think of it. So no, that, that, that's it. I just, yeah, I I like to try to keep track of where all the keys are. I don't know if we're supposed to know where all these are or not, but those few, I'm not sure. I mean, oh yeah. The other thing I, I was thinking, I mean, there's two things just while I'm looking at all the names of these keys, a, the music box key they should not have even introduced that if they weren't going to use it. Cause it would have come in real handy a couple times here. Yeah. They're, <laughs> but they're I hope utilizing it like they could for sure. Yeah. If they have it, I hope they use it this season and then the flower key. So that, you know, was they, I think stuck it in the tree in the backyard and all of Duncan's memories popped up mm-hmm. from yeah. the ground. Now, I don't know if that key is just a way to hide things. And maybe there was another key that, took Duncan's memories out or if the flower key is wrapped up in all that too, but they didn't really explain how that worked. And, um, and so I wonder, I mean, Carlton Cuse, the way he did things with lost sometimes him and Damon Lindelof, you just didn't get explanations for things and you needed to forget about it. And I feel like this might be one of those things, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I'd assume to take Duncan's memories out that probably would have to be used in conjunction with the head key. Right. Oh yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. (laughs) Right, but then how do you get them into those jars? Right. Yeah, we didn't talk too much about how they got it in the jars. But I don't know. I feel if Duncan is coming back into the picture for getting him this season or more of him, um, then... They might follow up on that. I I feel like that might come... Thinking, get a yeah, there could be a cool scene where that. they give him all his memories back so he can help them defeat some force or something. Yeah, there's a reason we've yeah. got him back. And the big <laughs> yeah. reason, you know, that he was in, in it last year was talking about how his memories were stolen or, or his memories were taken. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, how he doesn't have the memories and doesn't really remember magic because he's an adult now and things like that. So I feel like yeah, it's probably why he's but, back. And and I'm sure we'll touch on the whole thing about Jackie forgetting too because mm-hmm. she's almost mm-hmm. an adult. Mm-hmm. But that makes me think, Another thing that didn't really get followed up on is that Mark, the guy who had the flame key and killed himself in the first episode. Yeah. And Ellie and I think Rendell all still seem to remember the keys. And I think there was even a line they found a way to remember, but we don't. We don't know why. We don't know why. So maybe that'll come. I hope they don't just let that drop either, especially given that they're focusing on, oh, uh, we're growing up and we might forget, you know. I feel like they're yeah. maybe they'll figure it out because yeah that that was talked about. We didn't find out how, but Ellie just didn't kind have of something said, to do with like a tattoo or a marking or something that would remind them. I know they all got. <laughs> oh, you think that they had a teardrop they tattoo? Did have, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that might have had something to do with it. They just look at the tattoo. Oh yeah, there's magic. <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but they didn't really. Yeah, they didn't explore it or explain it very well. They just said, "Oh well, we mm-hmm. we found a way." To remember yeah. so yeah as adults they remembered um but typically unless i guess you do whatever they do you don't um mm-hmm. 
Okay, good number threes, guys. Um, well, I'm just going to follow uh, your number threes up with kind of what you touched on just a little bit there, Jason, um, about Bodie and some of the things that he was saying. You know, I, I'm a little frustrated that Kinsey and Tyler aren't listening to Bodie a little bit more as he's you know, I feel like he's a pretty smart kid. You know, he, yeah. he figured out a lot of things last season. He's he's bright, um, he's smart, and he figured out a lot of things about the keys, found the, a lot of keys um, last season. And, you know, I feel like they should be listening to him a little bit more. I feel like uh, Kinsey and Tyler have gotten pretty complacent. You know, they're all just hanging out, having a good time. And that's fine. You're They're teenagers, you know, but I'm like, and they think that, oh, well, it's fine. Dodge is gone. Um, but they don't, or they think, sorry, they say, it's fine, Dodge is gone, you know, we have less worries now. Um, but Bodie's really pushing like, hey, we don't, we still don't know what happened to Ellie. There's still a lot of missing keys, a lot There's of things a giant we don't rat know. Skull. Again, yes, this, <laughs> that, that's a big point here for me. My number three is where the heck did this giant rat skull come from? Are you not a little bit more concerned about where did this thing come from? And I feel like it's going to come back up again, right? Like we've, mm. we've, we've seen oh, it, yeah. they've showed it. Are we going to see it? a giant Maybe giant a key rat? that makes people giant? Eh, I don't... Right. Yeah, maybe. Something. Yeah. So, I have a note about that where it says, like, oh, they say, oh, we don't need to worry about that right now. And I was like, well, that's foreshadowing. Speaker. We definitely <laughs> have to say, worry about that later. It's oh. we're definitely going to worry about later. Good, good thought there, Peg. That's what I'm thinking. I was yeah. like, well, now you've shown us this giant rat skull. Mm-hmm. We've been um, exposed to it. It's going to come back. Like, or some reason why it's a giant rat skull. Maybe it's not a rat, but it's... It's giant, obviously. So something mm-hmm. I feel like is going to kind of come back to this. And and like Bodhi said, you know, hey, we never thought we'd live in a house with magic keys, but here we are. Um, so I, 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 I'm kind of wishing that Tyler and Kinsey um, gave Bodhi a little bit more credit and listened to him a little yeah. bit more. Because he's a pretty smart kid. So anyway. I have a thought about it, but it directly ties to me having knowledge of the comic book. So I don't know if we want to go uh, into that much. You could too. save yeah, it. So, we have a little yeah. comic, a comic section, section and we yeah, can, yeah. yeah, we can save it there if you like, just in case some folks <clears throat> don't want to be spoiled or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, well, Paik, what about your number two? All right. My number two kind of rolls with that as well. Having, uh, just catching up with the lock kids. Yeah. Uh, starting up season two, it's been a couple of months since what happened at the end of season one, so seeing where they're at. And you mentioned that a lot of the, especially Tyler and Kenzie, just hanging back. They're like, Dodge is gone. We can live our normal lives again. Kenzie's just going out and hanging out in her head just so she can get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Everything's back to normal for them. So they're just happily using the keys in everyday life. It's like that conversation between them was funny. It's like, hey, can I borrow the head key? Mm-hmm. I've got to do this. <laughs> okay, cool. But give me the mending key because I got to fix right. my dress. And there's just these little things or when Tyler's hanging out with Jackie and he's trying to talk her into like spending more time as a couple for her last little bit of summer before she right. goes to school. And so he uses the head key on her, which that face he makes when he holds up that key is just like the most adorable thing. I was like, why is Tyler just so likable this season with his jokes about that? We got to get a bit giant wheel of cheese and giant. <laughs> I, like, I like this guy right now. He's got a really <laughs> interesting way about him that, I mean, I presume the actor is like that, but it, he's got this really unique, uh, mannerisms and things that yeah. I find pretty endearing, but yeah, for sure. He's, he's a very likable guy, yeah. but it's funny. Yes. He just throws the book, you know, I was like, I still, that's a great trick. I Hell wish yeah. I could have that. Be doing Throw that all the, book the time. Into her brain and like, all right, Dude. there we go. You, you're studied. Let's go do something else. That was uh, a great <laughs> sequence too. Cause it may, I know that feeling like I really would like to just hang out with you, but I've got shit to do and it's so stressful. 
uh, but I'm sorry, I have to do it. Oh no, just throw these books in and you're fine. <laughs> yes, <Everything>. thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, just, I need that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I wish my podcast prep could somehow. I was going to say, like I, all I could think right now is podcast prep. Could, <laughs> right. could we please right. just have the head key? Just for podcast prep. That would be fantastic and, and help me so much in my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I do see her point. It is, I'm like, well, I kind of see half and half there. I, I think it would be awesome to have so that way you could focus on having fun and, you know, kind of still have that knowledge. If you got to read a book, just toss that book there in your, in, there you in, go. the head key and you've got that and you're good to go. But there is a certain joy to, yeah, because what she book. says, like, well, the process is part of that. And he's like, well, you did enjoy the process. It was just really quick. <laughs> just really quick. So, uh, just really quick. <laughs> I mean, I always <laughs> fantasized about being able to be like in the Matrix and just jack whatever into yes. the back of your head. Yeah. I know Kung Fu, you know. Absolutely. I, I'd <laughs> kill for a connection like the Matrix. Sign me up. I don't care. Give me all the microchips and processors in my head. I'm fine with it. Right. <laughs> Throw a few up. cookbooks in there. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. that I could be on Bake Off and... <laughs> Master yeah. all the recipes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Kenzie's been doing good stuff. She's been, we find out she's been visiting Aaron Voss still. And I don't know if yeah, there's any other reason for that other than just, just being kind, being sweet. Like, yeah. after Aaron's been trapped in her head for God knows how long, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years, whatever, like longer than that, you know, 20 or 30 years. It's like, yeah, she needs somebody to talk to and keep her grounded in reality a little bit and it's cool that Kinsey took that upon herself to go do that and then Bodhi's the one that's kind of having the hardest time with quote unquote normal life of course when we see him with this Hercules key and then Nina walks up and catches him with that and it's the same she sees him it's this cycle of her being like confused and freaked out by it and then quickly forgetting that she saw anything and moving on and Bodhi's still sad about that that he can't connect with his mom about magic Mm-hmm. And then also the whole situation with Ellie is still really bothering him. You know, he walks in while Nina is talking to Daniel about, you know, we're just going to have to chop, you know, chalk this up as murder. And she's gone at this point because it's been this long. And Bodhi overhears that and just breaks down. Basically, I mean, he runs upstairs and he's just in a mood, which I get because that's, I mean, like his friend Rufus that he made, that's Rufus's mom. And Rufus is gone now because we don't know what happened to his mom. And, He's still so tied up and what really happened with Ellie and mm-hmm. the stuff with Dodge. I think he's a little more suspicious about the situation with Dodge while Tyler and Kinsey have just moved on from it and seem, like you said, Jason, to just be chill about it and like, all right, <laughs> like everything's over. Let's move on to real life. And Bodie's like, but wait, like things still aren't adding up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is interesting to see how Bodie is still kind of thinking about it, processing it, hasn't quite moved on. But it's interesting also to kind of see the differences between Kinsey uh, and uh, Tyler. Um, Tyler was angry and moody, and of course, with good reason. I mean, not to say that he didn't have reason, but, you know, he was still feeling tremendous guilt over his dad and what had happened there. Um, Of course, they didn't like being moved, so they were kind of resistant to that. So he was... I feel quite different. You were talking earlier about how he, it was fun to see his character and how kind of light he was and being a little yeah. goofy and stuff. And it was good to see that side of him because now that they've he's worked through some of that guilt and they've gotten through some of the things that they got through, he's able to be, you know, a little bit lighter. And same with Kinsey. Yeah. And I, if I'm treading on someone's notes, I apologize or points, but 
you mentioned Kinsey in her headspace. And what I thought, you know, when, when we saw Kinsey last season in her headspace, um, or w- when they used the head key and she was all up in her head, it's a very different space today. You know, she's a lot more calm. She's a lot more confident. And I really like that contrast. It's really shown the difference in the and how the characters have grown. So I don't know if this is yeah. a way to kind of mm-hmm. show that growth. Her fear is still gone, too. It's out. Right. Uh, yeah. On the loose somewhere. Right. Yeah. So yeah, she doesn't have that anymore, right? <laughs> so that help, that always helps. Yeah. Um, but I, I I like that contrast. It's it's, it's showing kind of that yeah. growth um, from season one and season two, and I feel like you have to have that kind of natural progression as they're growing older and they're going through things. Um, so I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I mean, they're both T- Kinsey and Tyler seem pretty comfortable, but it feels like, well, it feels like there's a clock ticking over this show for one thing. Like I was glad that the actor for Bodie, I forgot his name, Jackson Tyler or something hadn't grown too much because that's always the danger with kids that you're going to see yes. them and they're going to be like, Hey, like the kids and stranger things <laughs> and, have all, like in college yeah. now. <laughs> and I think they filmed yeah. seasons two and three of this show back to back. Maybe that's what I heard because of that two and three together to yeah. keep him younger. And, but they're flow. talking about, um, like, you know, Tyler's doing really good with Jackie, but Jackie's about to leave and she's about to forget the magic and he, his birthday is just coming up too. So he's afraid he's going to forget. And, um, you know, uh, Kinsey's doing pretty good with Gabe, but she doesn't know he's a demon. Right. Like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. She was, she was, uh, yeah. Disappointed that he left the party and it's a love triangle. She's clearly still has feelings for Scott and he for her. But I mean, I guess the clock ticking over is, is about for me, it's about like these kids are going to grow up and forget magic and, and also people in their lives that they care about are about ready to leave. Scott might go to England and, uh, Kinsey's going to find out that Gabe is a demon one uh, you know, day or another. And also this kid Bodie, I mean, this is more in real life, but he's not going to be a kid forever. So I kind of wonder if Netflix has just planned this for a three um, season show, or maybe the characters will figure out how to keep remembering the magic, even when they get older and then it can go on for more seasons. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, okay. Jason, do you have a number two? Let's see. Uh, A quick one. So we learned, I don't think we knew this last season, but in the movie, The Splattering, we learned that the lobster isn't exactly the villain, but he's misunderstood. And um, (laughs) always. And, you know, I I thought, okay, is that going to be an echo of a plot that will play out in the show? And because they do that sometimes, you know, like they do things on different levels. But I'm like, well, I hope that the villains of this show, the demons like Dodge and Eden are not, I I, I like when characters in other shows are more gray area, you know, we're all flawed, some on more extreme than the others, but I like when they show the humanity of flawed characters, but with demons, I think the great thing about demons is they're just pure evil. And I kind of hope that we don't get to see any complexity in Dodge or Eden that they're just bad, you know? Right. I would, I'd agree with that. But I do wonder, because you mentioned that, there's setting up these little things, because you talk about the love triangle. Yeah. Because uh, you notice Eden. when... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, when uh, Duncan is walking out of the theater with Scott, and he says something like, oh, the whole point was that he was angry because he couldn't, you know, lo- you know couldn't be with the one he truly loved. Right. And then we have this thing where you kind of start seeing that 
you know, Gabe seems jealous of Scott when Kinsey's back around him a little bit. And it's like, well, you don't even care for Kinsey, though. You're just using her to get to the keys and your plan. So, and then when Eden calls calls Dodge, him out on it yeah. Gabe out on a little bit a little like, too well he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, he's like, a little too well you know, yeah. oh, I, I chose Gabe because he's the nerdy kid who's in love with the girl and it's like well you're you're selling it maybe a little too well and you can see how Dodge that reacts triggered that Dodge. with a lot of anger mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and I think that was a pretty clear signal that yes Dodge probably is falling for Kinsey and in which case I'm like nah that's kind of dumb but oh well <laughs> I'll try to be open minded yeah. about it <laughs> yeah I don't know how I feel about that because I too like the thought of them being just pure evil like there really yeah. aren't redeeming qualities yeah. there's not going to be some sort of redemption arc or something I don't or know humanity of yeah, the demons or humanity of yeah. yeah I mean just they can't just be evil for the pure fact that they're demons and they're evil right um, so yeah I like that <laughs> Well, my number two, I wanted to just kind of touch on the identity key. Kind of short, but I wanted to just kind of point it out. And I really want to get y'all's thoughts on it. um, Because I I feel like I'm just confused. And and maybe you guys can either help talk me through it or or whatever. But we learned that the identity key in this episode, uh, they said, will not allow you to turn into someone that already exists. That it has to be a person that doesn't exist. Um, So it only turns you into a new person. Um. And so what that means, Gabe was never really a person. Dodge made him up, Mm -hmm. right? And he's just another one of the demon's alter egos like Lucas. And does that also mean that Dodge planned... Okay, so Dodge used... Let me pause. Dodge Mm -hmm. um, had planned to use Gabe as a tool to get close to Kinsey from the beginning. We saw that, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then every time Gabe showed an interest in the keys, it was Dodge... Um, with her true intentions. so But ha- how did Ellie, or how did Do- Dodge, when they used the identity key on her in season one to make her look like Dodge, how did... Because Dodge isn't a real person, Dodge so real you can person. use the identity yeah. to turn anyone into Dodge. So who's the, the female real version of Dodge? Yeah, is the it- female version of Dodge is a, const- is a construct that, okay. that, sh- that this demon came up with. Okay. Yeah. Lucas is the real Lucas person is the real that was yeah. originally possessed. Yeah, so he couldn't yeah. have made Ellie look like Lucas, but he could make Ellie look like Gabe or Dodge. Okay. That's where I got they're I not real. Getting I thought I thought um Dodge, the female version that, yeah. that we've were presented with was mm-hmm. the true form. No, so, so it's just another. Form. The original form was Lucas. Yeah, I mean, we and don't it, know if these demons even yeah. have true forms, but right. Uh, right. the demon possessed Lucas, and then Lucas wanted to change, so he made up this hot yeah. chick Dodge. So, so the female <laughs> Dodge that we've got to know yeah. is the is the disguise, so yeah. okay. Dodge could get around. Okay, yeah. well, that helps answer mm-hmm. that question. So, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, then how could she turn into, or how did he, you know, how did Dodge make Ellie look like her to? you know, trick everyone. So yeah. at least that answers that question. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they brought it up or, or made a point to mention it, especially like showing how Eden couldn't turn into Kinsey to just like try yeah. to get possession of the keys or whatever. Um, Cause that's still a question is the, or, or uh, I guess a fact that you, you can't just take the keys from the key holders um, from the, the family from the locks. Um, they have to actually, mm-hmm. I guess, be given willingly. Right. We don't um, know why. And we don't know why, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be an important note. I think moving forward mm-hmm. that the identity key can't 
convert someone into someone who actually exists. It has to be like a new person, yeah. new identity. So mm-hmm. just want to kind of call that out and also get have you guys talk me through that because it wasn't quite making sense to me. So that yeah. that's, so that it helps. might help us in the future with if somebody who has been established as exactly. a normal as an actual human being, you know that they're not going to be a demon in disguise at some later point. Exactly. I feel like it's new yeah. people you have to kind of watch for maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, just want to kind of notate that. Um, thanks for talking me through that. <laughs> helpful <laughs> um okay uh number one Pake, what is yours yes uh, i just want to talk about the demons a little bit here the demon dynamic and their power struggle and then kind of their or not really struggle but dynamic that's kind of what i use this yeah way that dodge has kind of an ownership and hold over eden i'll call this demon eden right now because mm-hmm. it's just taking the form of her i like evil den I've seen, I've seen evil, <laughs> evil den. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, we first see them, they're back in the cave and they're looking for these, I'm just calling them demon bullets. Uh, yeah. I like that. And they're, they're picking them up for, for some reason that we will get to, we see, uh, we get the return of the crown of shadows, Eden, evil den. Uh, <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. Is using it, which the shadows look nice and creepy. She was and, good too. I, I think she's going to have a yeah. bigger role. And I thought, I thought she, she did was great. Yeah. I have a note that I feel like uh, I think it's Hallie Jones, Haley Jones. It's spelled interesting, H A L L E A. Uh, but hell yeah, she's having, Jones. Hell yeah, Jones. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, she's she's probably having a lot of fun uh, playing actual evil versus like Mean Girl in this right. season. Oh, I would and so have that's, so that's probably, much fun with that. Role. Yeah, she's so lucky. I would love to play uh, that yeah. character yeah. she's playing right now. This evil Eden version. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think. This dynamic between them is really interesting because Dodge is bossing Eden around like menacingly at times. Mm-hmm. There's some and abuse happening there. That's yeah. scary. The the evil stepping up. Jason, you mentioned the scene where they took over the cabin with that guy, and I thought that was great. I loved Gabe's delivery of the whole three, four, five after taking him out, good. which was yes, awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Just kind of casual about it, and then he he yeah. whacks him, kills him with a shovel, and then. Kind of tosses it over to Eden. Okay, bury him. Yeah, you bury like, him. He's like, really? he's like, yes, really. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm in charge of you, and right. you do what I say. And then that's so when Eden kills the guy at the concession stand, which I kind of think she's the hero in of the whole series now. After that, that guy was scum. <laughs> yeah, he was creepy. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, he's on to her about that, and even at the party afterwards, like lifts her up by the neck, and that's where we get that, like you know. I can't die because I'm an echo, but you can. And he pulls the whole, you know, I brought you into this world. I can take you out card Mm -hmm. a little bit with her as Dodge. And so Eden's scared of Dodge, but also isn't afraid to kind of stab back with words and stuff a little bit. Even after the whole, I'll take you out of the world. And she's like, looks scared. It's like, but you're a lobster. Nobody's going to know who you are. It's like, she's (laughs) immediately going to go right back to like an insult. It's like, so it's an interesting dynamic, but you can, tell that dodge clearly has the power and -hmm. it's through that line where he says i'm an echo i can't die but you can because you remember dodge was killed when Mm -hmm. it it was in the form of lucas by randall when ellie and then when ellie used the echo key and brought lucas back with the echo still possessed by dodge so it's like an extra layer of resurrection in there so that power has to mean something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've never seen the echo key used on someone who died that wasn't possessed so we don't yeah. know if it would work the same way there maybe but yeah. with, i guess if you're possessed by a demon and you bring that person back then they can't die mm-hmm. 
So I have to wonder what Gabe slash Dodge, what the ultimate goal now is. We talked about it a little bit is we have, you know, Eden's kind of the minion. And mm-hmm. is he trying to build kind of an army? This key that they use when they're pulling these bullets together, they melt them down into a mold and it's like a demon key. And I don't know how that's supposed to be used. Is it something that they can just like, you know, turn like, you know, plug into uh, random people and turn them into demons? Like, is it a way to just put the yeah. spirits of the bullets into people without using the door? And is he just trying to build an army? What's what's going on with that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just the fact like they're making uh, he's making the key with that metal. And he when they went to get it, he said, just think if your bullet hadn't hit Eden, you'd just be a hunk of metal. And mm-hmm. you hear the metal uh, whispering just like the yeah. keys do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to say that in the book, they call this material whispering iron. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that gives us a little bit more info on the nature of the keys. Probably they were all made from this same material, the bullets that, and maybe I don't see, I really am so far removed from the comics at this point, but I barely remember any of it. So I don't know the answer to this question that I'm asking, but is there like a demon soul inside there? And so is the whispering like a demon soul or that's what Bodhi's been hearing? You know, you don't, Uh I don't think that's true, but it made me wonder about that. Right. Yeah. Cause that's how he kind of found some of them is he could hear Mm -hmm. like, do you guys hear that? You know, and he could hear it calling to him, you know, as he was falling or finding the different keys in season one. Um, yeah, that's good. And I'm and I'm curious about that too. Like how does each key like get determined to be that particular like the flower yeah. key? How do you, or the head key? Like can you make it what you want or is it yeah. just come out whatever it was intended to be? Exactly. Or, and you have no control over it or what? Exactly. So yeah, curious about this new key and, and what its purpose is and are they able to determine what its purpose is? Um cool. Good number one, Jason. Do you have I'm a trying one? to think what if I could determine the purpose of my key, what would I if you, do? If you could make a key, what would it be? Yeah, I'd open my closet door and there would be a stack of cash. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> the money yeah. That could be a fun like thing for us to figure out. Maybe for like next week or in a future, give us some time to think on yeah, it. What yeah. Would you make, yeah. What would a key you make be? Because right now, if I could just pick any of them, I like the anywhere key. Yeah, I was going to say go we, anywhere, visit too. anyone. Although anywhere, yeah. the head key is is has always been fascinating to me in the comics and the yeah. show, and I'll make that my number one. So, like, um, you know, Rima, you mentioned that her headspace looks different, mm-hmm. but another thing that's different is that she seems to have control over it. Yeah. Like she's filling up her soda like Thor's magic beer, mm-hmm. and she's like changing the color of this thing that she's drawing and she's out on this beautiful lake with the swan boat. But the fact that she's controlling everything makes me wonder if she also just like said, I'm going to be on a, on a lake right now. Whoop. And just made it whatever she wanted. I don't know. Um, thinking about that, I was like, that would be so cool. But also I'd be afraid that I would just start thinking about pink elephants. Cause you can't help yourself. When someone <laughs> says pink elephants, I know everyone hearing yeah. me is thinking about pink elephants right now. And then there'd be pink elephants everywhere. So, uh, and then I thought, well, maybe she has a lot of control over it. It's not just a matter of thinking of it, but then at the end, Scott, Scott was there. Up. So what <laughs> yeah, you said is kind of true. Him. Yeah. She couldn't yeah. get part rid of him because and, she couldn't stop thinking about him. And when she got ran out of there, I'm like, yeah, sometimes you just need to get out of your own head. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this time is literally true. But uh, anyways, it, that kind of made me wonder, cause it's not really clear how they use the keys to make the special effects and the splattering. Uh, but maybe they went into a headspace and you can kind of do anything in there. And it seems like gadgets actually work in there. So you could actually film it because 
Kinsey's phone was working in there. I don't know, but well, that's that's what too. my theory about yeah, she changed the drawing and then brought it out. You could yeah. pretty much go in there and think of anything like I want a diamond necklace and then bring it out. Yeah, bring it to fruition. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. I, I thought that was interesting. Like the changes that she you made. Get your stacks on her, of cash. Yeah, and her um, <laughs> changes in the sketch that she was working on. Like I said, when she touched uh, that one form into and it turned red. Well, when you saw that yeah. sitting on her bed, when she took out the head key, there it was, and it was like, wow, how did? Yeah, that- could you just go if you're hungry, just go in there and think bananas, and then come out and eat the bananas? <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, it would be bananas, but yeah, I mean- <laughs> it'd be something better than bananas. But yeah, yeah. I love bananas. Okay, candy corn. How about that? Oh, Only no. in your head. I said better. Oh, no, not here. Candy corn and bananas. That's what I would. Uh, see, I'm thinking more like you know something real fancy you know this is like i'm in the mood for some surf and turf let me go in my head and get yeah. some steak and lobster man uh, or <laughs> nice some risotto. Uh, german uh, biscuits <laughs> um reagan tenton torta whatever which yeah reagan tenton torta it's pretty good to me people who don't watch bake off are like what the hell are they talking about i know do you do you think that's what how they did the special effects or if not any theories on that? Well, I think there's a key that controls I th- like plants and stuff. I was that say they the plant like, showed, key. but we didn't really talk about. Well, really? Did, wasn't some of that filmed yeah. by accident the flower last year? Key? Am I, am I making that up in my head when they were, Cause I feel like in season one, they accidentally, was, they used that like vine, right? Key the plant key something. or flower key, whatever you want to call it. I think you it's mean called. the one that brought Duncan's yeah. memories up from the, yeah, that was there was oh. a scene in and I feel like it's I'm only remembering partially because I did not go back and rewatch the entire season. I only watched the finale. I did, and prep, I don't remember that. Um, but, that there was a, a, a time when they were using the plant key not for the filming, but they caught footage like accidentally. Like it, it, I, yeah. don't, I don't remember, but I feel okay. like that it, maybe it was, that's it. Huh? Because yeah. it does seem interesting that the the special effects that they chose to show was this vine. Yeah. grabbing a guy's leg so maybe it is the plant key yeah well and then tyler was like he was telling jackie like oh well, there was some key contributors so they had a lot of mm-hmm. special effects and he talked specifically about the the scene where he got dragged by the plant um mm-hmm. was from that one but i don't remember if it was intentional i thought it was on accident when they caught some of that i don't remember um i need to go back and rewatch it so it's my bad I just rewatched it and I have no memory of that. I feel like <laughs> there's Duncan. A, there's a lot that happened. <laughs> no memory after watching it. You've lost all your memory of, of magic. Um, so was that your number Wait, one? there's magic in this? Yeah. What, what show? What? what <laughs> What's I thought Netflix? it was like teen romance. <laughs> was that your number one? Uh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, my number one touches a lot on what you were talking about, Pake, your number one, is I love this evil duo. Uh, with with Gabe mm-hmm. and Eden, um, Eden was fun to watch in season one. I think I think she played a mean girl uh, really well. You know, she kind of came through there mm-hmm. in the finale where she's like, "Well, hey, I'm going to help you guys. I've got FOMO," you know. So I, I thought she was <laughs> yeah. kind of a, a fun, kind of interesting character. But I really like seeing this um, demon side of her, or this you know her being possessed by a demon because I think what's kind of interesting is like even though she's possessed by a demon right now and she's definitely evil, um, I, I feel like Eden's personality like her personality is still there so her personality is still coming out i think that's where that sassiness with gabe kind of comes in a little bit too where she's you know kind of like she's definitely fearful of him there's many scenes in this premiere that you know clearly she's 
pretty damn scared that this thing will will kill her if she doesn't do um, as mm-hmm. she's being asked. But she's still kind of being pretty sassy um, in her back talk. And I, I love that. I love Gabe is pretty dark. Uh, the scenes where they kill the guy at the cabin in the woods, like you pointed out, I thought that was great. Um, the scene where Eden kills the creepy movie guy and she's just like, sorry, crappy service. You know, she's like covered <laughs> in blood. Um, and yeah. Of popcorn? yeah, I thought yeah, it was really great. My Both favorite my topping life. on popcorn is truffle oil, but I've never tried blood, so it's creative <laughs> choice from Eden. We'll see. <laughs> it might be a hit in Midnight Mass. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the way they 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 are with each other, arguing, and there's resentment because he's the boss and she's not. It reminds me of when you see the supervillains uh, team up, like Lex Luthor and mm-hmm. the Joker, and you know they, it's hard to work together when you're. A super villain. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, <laughs> like, demon. Dodge, you know, Dodge has been around and in this world for, like, decades. And, and he, she has a, a I, I feel like, fairly comfortable in the world and um, in, in being able to pass mm, along I wouldn't say humans. decades. You wouldn't say decades? No, because Dodge came into the world and was killed immediately and then came back to life uh, decades later. We presume was not conscious that whole time. Maybe, but if so, maybe I feel like not part of a body or anything. I just feel like he's a lot more comfortable in in the world and able to live among humans. Where Eden, good at, or at least the the demon mm-hmm. possessing Eden, anyway, mm-hmm. is completely like new to the world and it's he, you know well, it's, it's reckless yeah. and has to be kept in I, line. Otherwise, I don't know, you know if that has anything to do with Dodge being around for a while because Dodge hasn't has only been around for a few months, right? Since just a little before the locks got there when uh, Ellie went and revived him with the echo key. But I think it is clearly like a goal or Dodge has, I I call this demon Dodge Gabe, whatever has a goal in mind and seems to believe that he needs to keep that secret that they're demons in order to further that goal. And that's important to him. But um, I think, uh, Eden, for whatever reason, is just like, fine, I I guess, like, isn't quite as focused on the goal, you know? (laughs) So is more like sloppy about like, not keeping the secret and giving into urges and stuff like that. Um, Because Dodge hasn't been around for a long time. I mean, we, you know, that we saw, we heard Brian say, I think it was Brian or Daniel actually say that it's been three months since basically season one when Ellie went missing. And, um, before that, I think Dodge got revived. I don't remember how much before, you know, the events of last season, but it wasn't too long before. Yeah. It was long enough before for then Dodge to be trapped in that. Well, reach out to Sam, have him go kill Rendell and all of that. That Yeah. Like a few months or something like that. Okay. How about notes? Peak. Oh, man. I notes. got a lot of, uh, a lot of notes. Those. Uh, <laughs> very opening of the episode. Uh, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I was interested with, you know, in the 1770s uh, <laughs> with the British soldiers, which that was freaking Kevin Durand as the captain. The yeah, captain. I like him. That is an actor big enough that I think there's going to be a focus in some way on the se- in this season with with him coming back. I agree. Obviously, witnesses. What? He was Kimi on Lost. Uh, yeah, he was also like a big fan favorite for uh, Negan back before Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. was cast yeah, yeah. for In the Walking Dead. I remember that. But uh, but yeah, so he witnesses this demon bullet from the Black Door going into one of his soldiers. And 
seeing the power that it gave him. So when he was sucked back into the door, so he embraces the next bullet and is changed. But there's something different about the possession in here because that's the only one we get like the black eyes, the sharp teeth, the veiny skin, like super demon. Yeah. And so I'm really intrigued what that's going to be. But that was back in the 1770s. So where has he been this whole time? Yeah. What is because that, that's got to be a different demon than Dodge, right? I would think. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I'm pretty intrigued by that. I'm I'm hoping there's a little bit of a backstory there. You know, there was uh, s- some backstory in the comics, you know, about where the lo- or where the keys come from and the history of the Locke family. Uh, so I'm hoping we get some of that, or at least a mm-hmm. little bit, or maybe they'll touch on it, and you know, we'll get more later. But yeah, that was great. Yeah, I love that for a couple of reasons. One, because it did kind of remind you of, of Lost, where occasionally a episode would open with like a submarine or something. It's like, what? Wait, yeah. am I watching the right show here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cool to open with something unexpected like that. Also, it points to the long and rich history of the keys and and the key house has been in their family for generations, and uh, stuff has been going on with this back longer than we realize and that's in the comics too i mean they're still putting out comics of points in different times in history where different characters had experience with these magic keys that that were kind of interesting so it was fun to see it going back that far but one thing i wondered is like it made it seem like you know this is uh maybe the most recent time that this portal to the other dimension or whatever it is was discovered because it, they're in Massachusetts during the Revolutionary War, presumably British soldiers running away from U.S. soldiers. I mean, uh, American. Or, how, how would you say it? Colony? Colonial? I don't know. Colonial. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, the, and they uncover it, but it's not, um, there's no door there. So, you know, pr- presumably there's a story of how that door that needs to be unlocked with the Omega key got there. But it, it made me think, okay, so if this thing is just open right now, uh, the demons aren't just like fleeing. It's still these bullets and Dodge made it clear. If the bullet doesn't hit somebody, then it's just a hunk of metal. So, I mean, Gabe, he said that. So it makes me wonder do for the demons to get out of demon land, do they need people down there to, as vessels, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this just raised all kinds of questions like that in my head. Right. See the scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see yeah it doesn't give us a whole lot but it gives us enough intrigue to see yeah. where they go with it because I, obviously I feel like they're going to have to pick up on that story don't just open the first episode with it and then never touch it again that yeah would never see unless, reference yeah. it ever again <laughs> unless it's like Better Call Saul where every season they open with a little bit of the uh-huh. story of Saul in the future it could be something like that, but I would guess, yeah, that they'll maybe every episode will have a little piece of that or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think because I fit in a lot of my notes just sprinkled in throughout other stuff. Uh, so I did talk about Abby just kind of showing up and how I've learned not to trust anything with that. We won't so, trust her just yet. We'll see. We'll trust. <laughs> She's and then, earn yeah, because then I love that moment. Kenzie's like, "You're with Abby, right, Scott?" And he's like, "Well." She is awesome, but I think her her girlfriend Beth would also agree with that. And I was like, oh, so she's got so they're both demons. Yeah, I was like, everyone's a demon. <laughs> they're all uh, demons. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Kenzie still having those feelings for Scott, even when she doesn't want to. But it's like, listen to your heart when he's calling for you. Come on, Kenzie. You know, uh, he's much better than a demon. I promise. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unless the, he's a demon. Yeah, so I'm not. <laughs> everybody is. I don't trust anyone. 
Uh, yeah, the interesting thing with Jackie losing her memories of the keys already as she hasn't even turned 18 yet. She's got just a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that hits Tyler pretty hard because, yeah, he's like right behind her mm-hmm. in that. So it, like you said, that ticking time on him. Uh, Nina catching Gabe and Eden disposing of the body because, you know, we know that adults will quickly forget magic, but she didn't really see the magic part of that. She yeah. just saw these two teenagers dragging <laughs> away a dead body. Nothing so to see that's going to stick with her. Of course, then Gabe pulls this little switcheroo with the anywhere key and gaslights the shit out of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, Poor Nina. She's always just <laughs> right. like, confused and what uh-huh. the hell is going on? Yeah. Yep. And then hopefully just a throwaway line and not foreshadowing of any way or else I'll be real mad. But the line of, Bodie walking up to Gabe and being, you're my new favorite monster. Will you promise to kill me in the sequel? He goes, yeah. oh, buddy, we'll make that happen. Oh. I was like, wait, aren't we watching the sequel right <laughs> now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Okay. But yeah, I think that's all. And then the, the character of Logan was good to see again. He's the one with the two prosthetic legs. We saw mm-hmm. a little bit in the first season. Just because I recently saw that actor because he also has a small little part as like a injured veteran in the tomorrow war which we covered on run for your lives and so i was like oh that's the guy from Lock and key excellent <laughs> and the two uh douchebags from season one tyler's like uh bad influence yeah. friends they were at the Brinker theater and yeah the other guy. I don't... <laughs> they were at the theater just throwing popcorn at people of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're the ones oh, that made that wonderful mixed drink i gotta go <laughs> uh can i do my notes really quick yeah. Yep, do your notes. I only have one is just that one thing I never noticed before is there's lots of kids new to the area in this show. Watching the rewatch, just cramming them all together made it clear. The locks are all new, but so is Gabe. Of course, that's because he's a demon. Uh, Scott is kind of new. He came from England and he it, it, he it said when he got to the town, he immediately started researching all the lore of the town. So we don't know how long ago that was, but it was recent enough that... He's, you know, could research lore on the town and everything. And um, here, Abby's new, too. She just transferred to Matheson Academy. So it seems like most of the kids, the stars, haven't really been here that long, which is kind of interesting. I think kind of think they made Scott that way because he's... I, mean, I, I presume the actor's English, and they just said, why don't you keep your accent? Because in the comic, the guy's not well, English. I think he was. I think he was in the comics. Was he? Oh, Okay. I believe so. Okay, maybe you know, I'm mean, remembering being really super goth and here they've got all these like good-looking models as all the stars of the of the show now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> sure anyway, do. A lot of new kids. Let me see if I have anything else. Um Oh, I think we covered most of this stuff. Now I'm going to have to go back in the comics and Find out yeah. yeah. Questioning when that. Was like, was he, Bodie uh, went into the room, room where he found the rat head, I was kind of wondering why he hadn't been in there before. Cause I, I didn't, I, I don't know, but he was poking around and there's this kind of ugly doll of this creepy looking woman. And he starts mm-hmm. poking at it. And I'm like, don't poke at ugly, creepy dolls in a magic house. Come on. That idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know or think about what would happen next. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I got to go pick up my Bodie. So, <laughs> 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 thanks a lot for. Uh, I'm glad we made this happen because I really do love the series, and 
and I wanted a chance to talk about it. So super fun. Yeah. Glad you had a chance to stick around for notes and your top three. We'll just, we'll clean it up from here. Thanks guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, I think that, um, I've covered like, uh, all my notes as you guys were talking about your top three. So as we've been talking, I don't have any others other than just, and we've talked about it, you know, that it's probably going to continue coming up as far as the not remembering the magic or the keys when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely going to be, I think a plot point. Um, and I'm yeah. curious to see if they do come up with a way to figure out like how, right. like their father, Rendell and his friends were able to remember and if they're going to follow through mm-hmm. the same thing. So I, I feel yeah, like, cause Tyler's worried about losing those memories. So, yeah. but we do know as far as, the people who were around back then. I mean, Ellie would maybe remember, but <laughs> who knows where Ellie is Ellie right now. Ellie has gone bye-bye. But Kenzie has been talking to Aaron Voss, and Aaron Voss was also part of that friend group who, whatever they did to remember. Right. Maybe Kenzie learns from Aaron how to do that, and Tyler can learn from her. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting going forward, because, um, I, you know, it'll be fun to remember, I think. Yeah. And they still have a lot of things to figure out. Like yeah. it, things are not, are not over. Um, I mean, we know that. I don't think that they know that. Bodhi keeps trying to tell them, but they don't seem too concerned. But um, yeah, right. they got more stuff to figure out. So anyway, well, that's excellent. Um, all right, let's see where we're at. Um, I do have a little bit of news, not too much, because um, clearly, as we're recording this, the entire as Netflix always does, the entire season. Um, is out and available. And so I'm being very careful with news. Every time I look out there, it's like, oh, ending explained, ending explained. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just started this. Hang on. on. We don't need that. I'm on episode one, people. (laughs) Anyway, I did get just a little bit of an interview. Um, This is from CBR, and they had an interview uh, with Carlton Cuse and Meredith Averill. Um, so one, one thing that I wanted to, I, I pulled from that, I'm not going to read the entire thing because it was kind of long and not all of it was entirely interesting and some of it was kind of repetitive and things that we were already talking about. But one of the question was, um, they, uh, the interviewer said, I'm a big fan of the comic and you do retain the horror elements and emotional rawness of it. Um, but this is also a much warmer and more inviting story. What was it about making Lock and Key a more accessible adaptation? And Meredith Avril said, we are both huge fans of the comics, but in talking about what kind of show we wanted it to make, we wanted it to be warmer and open it up for a broader audience so that more people could enjoy it. We still keep very much the things in the comic that are integral to it and the story and the characters, but we tell it in a way that does open it up to more audiences, adding romance and that young adult element to open it up. Again, still keeping Joe Hill and Gabriel uh, Rodriguez very much in the fold. They're in the family and still very much involved in the show. They've given their blessing to make it very much its own thing. So I think that's like nice. Like father, like son. Yeah. And I, th- I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of smart. If you're going to do something, you want if you want to make it more open, you have to kind of do that, like what they're doing mm-hmm. to it, right? Um, but I do enjoy yeah. how it does seem to have a little bit of a darker tone. We've talked about that um, earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I am enjoying a little bit more of the – I'm not scared necessarily, but I like that darker tone yeah. to it so far. And it's fun, and there's still some of the fun little teen things. And I think it's rated right now PG-13. I don't remember what last season was and if it was also rated that, mm-hmm. but, I mean, there was some violence uh, yeah. in this 
at least so far in this first episode. So I think it very much warrants maybe it's not appropriate for some like little kids. Yeah. So anyway, um, another little quick tidbit of news. If we haven't already, dis- I don't know that we've already discussed it. I can't remember if I even posted. I feel like I post things quite often and I just do it and I forget about it. Um, but just FYI for everyone, production on Lock and Key Season 3. So yes, there is a Season 3. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, that was announced. See, um, production on Season 3 began in May of 2021 and wrapped in September. Yeah, They filmed both Seasons 2 and 3 together it back to back. sounds they just got it all yeah and so yeah because we we talked about that a little bit earlier i think i mean jason uh bringing something up with him saying and i think a part of that could have been i don't know pandemic restrictions and stuff but mm-hmm. also with uh and i have that he was looking for the kid's name jackson robert scott like, uh, yes it's just with it. young Bodie. yeah uh it might it's it's a good idea to film stuff like that. I think when you have young kid actors because they shoot up and grow up quick. Holy moly. Those so. kids they grow a foot, foot and a half, their voices change. Um mm-hmm. and then it just it, it can really take you out of it sometimes. Yeah. In some shows. You get the, the Carl effect with Walking Dead. So uh <laughs> And again I brought up I, I kinda in passing mentioned Stranger Things, you know. Yeah, uh that it, that's been a challenge, I know. Uh it was so much time between production and then shoot COVID happened and they had to shut, shut down production and all in that time, the kids are growing and look, mm-hmm. it's, you know, necessary yeah. to when take restrictions. Four finally comes out. They're all going to be in their thirties. Yeah. They're going to be like 30, <laughs> uh, still talking about the upside down. Um, but anyway, just, I think a positive note to know that, that they've already wrapped it. So we know that there's a season three happening, we also know that they have wrapped production. So assuming now, of course, this is just assuming that no word has been released on when um, season three will come because uh, we just got season two. But assuming that a similar mm-hmm. de- delay between production and release to season two, it could stream around spring of 2022. So that's not too terrible. Not not long at all. That's not too terrible. I mean, we might be back in Matheson quicker than we It's know. October right now, 2021. Spring 2022 mm-hmm. is not too long of a, a time to wait for a new season. I mean, we've waited quite some time since season 1. That was gosh, I think February of last year when we covered that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um just a little bit of news surrounding season 3. We're getting it. It's it's um completed. All good. Um Okay. Well, that will take us into some listener feedback. We did get some feedback. Um, Just FYI, if you're listening and haven't seen the posts already, I went ahead and just put up a post like we did for Midnight Mass and what we do a lot of times for our Netflix shows. Um, There is a post for every single episode uh, for Lock and Key Season 2 for those folks that binge it. And, you know, hey, it's hard if, 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 if we're covering season or um, episode one and you've already watched it and you're on episode five by now, um, how are you going to remember what to say? Well, you can go find it right now and, you know, find that post mm-hmm. that you're on or find that episode that you're on, um, post that feedback, or you can send an email anytime, um, to be honest. So we were able to get some feedback. Um, some folks were really on it. We kind of, um, you know, put this out Um and, you know, weren't quite sure when we were going to publish and record this episode. So we had some folks that come through. Um, Peg, you want to take that first one for me? All right. This one comes from Tim Lovell. Lovell? Lavelle? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Says, 
Hey, Rima. Oh, not me. No, no hi for me. I'm oh. kidding. I'm <laughs> or Jason. No, Covers uh, the spectrum. Hey, Rima. What a, <laughs> what a great start to a season. My top three for episode one. One, I really liked how they drew parallels between the movie and what was happening in real life in Matheson. The suspenseful music starts in the splattering when Nina walks into the lobby, etc. Two, we finally get to see a key being forged. Did Gabe actually design the mold, or does something in the demon iron determine the key's function? And where does the lock it fits come from? And three, forgetting how the keys work is really going to take multiple characters out of the action pretty soon. So assuming they learn how to break that part of the curse, what does that mean for the older members of the cast? Nina, Duncan, looking forward to the breakdown. All good questions. Um, Absolutely. I don't think we saw uh, the design for the mold, just that the mold was there. They poured the iron into it and then broke it out. And then there's the key. So good question. Um, Does the mold determine it or does it just form itself? Like this is what, like, does it just allow it to be what it wants to be? Like, I feel like being a demon Mm -hmm. key. So this is how (laughs) I identify. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe, I don't know. But it feels like Gabe had quite a purpose it, with it, too. It like does seem like he had a purpose. Oh. So I do wonder. I don't know. I don't know either. And yeah, all good questions, too, about um, the characters and how yeah, all these kids are aging up pretty quick, Tyler and all of his friends. So I don't know. We'll see. Lindsay Schlicht says, pretty solid premiere. Can't wait for the giant rats. I wonder if it will be a key that makes things big or something else is going on kind of a sad concept that they will lose all the ability to see or remember magic when they turn 18. Should add an interesting twist to the story going forward if Tyler soon won't be able to remember what Kinsey and Bodie can. Very curious about this new key they have forged and what it will do. Perhaps best of all is the music upgrades. While the music can still at times be a bit over the top, at the very least I didn't hear any Harry Potter themes taking me out of the story and I was definitely listening for them. Let's hope they're gone for good. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Yes, another <laughs> comment on the music. Yeah. yeah that was, I was glad to check in with Jason on that. It's like, all right, we're doing better. We're doing better. Yep, I had to check in as well. <laughs> this one comes from Alma Contreras. says, wow, I just binge-watched season one so I could catch up. First off, at the end of season one, when Rufus was being taken to the ambulance, was that Stephen King playing the role of the EMT, or was I just tripping? I'll actually, you know... Uh, that was not Stephen King. I know King. Jason and Rima did talk about that. Mm-hmm. That was Joe Hill, who is the author or the creator of the comic books Lock and Key. And he is Stephen King's son. He looks a He's lot like his dad. pretty much a clone <laughs> of Stephen King about 30, 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uncanny. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he looks just like his dad. It's crazy. But uh, she goes on to say, on to the premiere, I don't really care for Nina either. I hope she becomes a force to be reckoned with for the sake of her kids. I wonder how long it's going to take Kinsey to figure out Gabe and Eden are demons. I had a question of how Dodge can turn into Gabe. Is he not real? Has he not been real this whole time? Eek, that Eden. (laughs) Oh, one more question. If you don't remember magic after you're 18, how did Ellie remember everything? I look forward to uh, tuning into the podcast. I think we talked about that. Um, Yeah, I think we answered a couple of those questions. Hopefully those are good for you. If not, uh, let us know if we can help you out. We'll do our best, but we're still... (laughs) Going along with it ourselves as well, trying to figure things out. Yep. We are still just, and we're only in the first episode. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll hopefully figure it out as we go. Thanks, Alma. Um, Don Elizabeth says, I had a hard time getting back into this one. I think Echo is the best character, and I like her scenes the best. I still don't care for the mother and hope that will change. But I am curious to see where it goes, and I love listening to you and Paik, or to you and Rima Paik, so we'll be hanging in there. Well, thanks. 
um, yeah, give it a whirl. Maybe um, let us know if the listening to the podcast, you know, helps a little bit. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes that makes a little bit of a difference. And if not, well, that's okay too. Um, we're happy that you're here. Um, okay. Well, we did get a voice message this week as well from our good friend Steve. So let's see what he has to say. Hey, Peggy, it's Steve. Uh, I've got to watch this recap again before I start season two. Okay, so Eden got hit by the bullet. And isn't Dodge Gabe? On to season two. The first discovery of the black door, or well, there's no door there yet. Okay, so Dodge Gabe has enlisted Eden, and they're going to find the bullets and make some more keys. She must be in her head, right? This is one of those, yeah, she's in her head. Okay, she's walking to the door. (laughs) Funny. Okay, everybody's getting along. It was all nice, and this is going to change quickly, right? Did he just try to put his claw up her... Outside the pants? That was weird. Just going to ask about that kid. Rufus was his name. Okay. Well, that's good. Great line, Bodie. Is anyone less likely than moving into a house with a bunch of magical keys? I forgot Aaron Ashmore was in this. Or is that Sean Ashmore? No, that's Aaron. Get it? Because they're like twins. Dang, Gabe. Getting your hands dirty. Okay. Human on demon bullying. <laughs> Echo to Eden. Awkward. Let's get one with the love triangle. On a scale of one to Eden, how sure are we that Abby is Eden? I guess not. There's Eden in the movie theater. <laughs> no, this will not be good. I, she's not gonna, she's not gonna see what's going on, is she? The mom, is, I mean, is, is what's her name? <laughs> good save, Gabe, with the blood on your hand there. And I guess is the mom gonna forget because they used the key, or is she just gonna? I don't know. What's going on with Jackie? I don't remember how familiar what happened with her. And, why she just spaced on the use of the keys. <laughs> That's funny. She can't get him out of her head. <laughs> oh, no. The 18-year-old rule. Weird. I guess that means that the echo doesn't age. Well, what kind of key is this? All right. That was... Great live steving, as always. That was excellent. Love that. Um... Yeah, lots of good questions, lots of good points um, that were brought up. I feel like I had something to to say about that. Now I just it totally left my head. I guess the uh, <laughs> the aging thing has has caught up with me, and I can't remember either. Um, <laughs> excellent, thank you everyone so much um, for for your feedback. All great input. It seems like most everyone is enjoying. Maybe some not so much just yet, but hopefully. I mean, it's just the first episode. Um, but I yeah. think it was a pretty solid um, start. Absolutely. Um, I'm so very glad to be back on this show. Yeah, I'm excited. I, it's interesting to get the podcast on it because uh, for season one, I was just a fan of Strange Indeed, just a listener. I was think I was leaving feedback. Yes, you were a consistent contributor uh, to the feedback uh, and always had really great thoughts and insight because mm-hmm. um, I knew you were a fan in general. Yeah. So, yeah, how... how, so how the season two. And now I'm... On the podcast talking about it. I know. How things have changed that that (laughs) you went from there to now being in the seat. And I'm so happy that you're here. I mean, it's it's wonderful and I wouldn't change it. So excellent. Okay. Well, um, again, if you guys want to, you know, leave your feedback, if you've binged it or if you're binging it and watching more episodes than what we are per week, then feel free to, um, you know, go leave us some feedback so we can hear what you guys have to think. We um, are really interested in what you have to say. Um, okay. Well, we 
are normally opaque. I think you kind of mentioned something that you had a little something you may wanted to touch yeah. on. I am going to have a little segment now. We may or may not have something every single week. Um, I'm a little rusty on the comics. I know Jason mentioned earlier he was a little rusty on the comics as well. Pake, you mentioned that you went ahead and reread um, the first volume or the first um, the comic mm-hmm. um, just to kind of touch base a little bit so we do normally yeah. have like a little section for comic talk um so just as a warning for anyone who if you don't want to hear what happens in the comics you don't want to be spoiled mm-hmm. about anything that we talk about um we'll probably leave some of that talk here so just to give a little bit of warning but Pake, did you have something uh, you did mention something earlier yeah there's the just comic. one little thought that i had uh and yeah i'm gonna try to go back through the comics because mm-hmm. it's not it's not that long. There's not a whole lot of them. The basis, right. like, I mean, it's six volumes. It's a pretty quick, and I read the first volume in, you know, a sitting. I mean, it was, you know, a couple hours, but. Yeah, you can get through <laughs> them. They're not, it's I mean, not like reading a whole book. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think great. I'm going to try to work through those pretty soon. I don't know if I'll have them all done by, you know, the next episode, but through time, you know, when I have a chance, I'll try to read through them. So that way I can pick up some of these things. But so I haven't gotten to this part in the comic, but just from the first time I went through it, mm-hmm. I have a recollection because there's a big face off and you know with dodge and stuff kind of near the end of the series and they do have a giant key that they find that they are able to grow into you know substantial sizes and they use it to to have this kind of giant kaiju kind of style face off oh, and there's these I things I think I barely and, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so when you see the giant rat skull and you're thinking like, "Oh, is there giant rats?" I'm like, "Well, there's probably the giant key." That then was used to affect a rat or something at Ooh. some point. And so I think it's a little foreshadowing that they may find the giant key at some point. Nice. Yeah. That's excellent. Good callback. And I'm glad you remembered that. After you said that, I just vaguely mm-hmm. remembered that then. Yeah. Um, it was just like this little thought. I was like, that was in the comics. I don't remember exactly all the stuff to it. And that's another reason I kind of want to reread through them and mm-hmm. have that stuff. But yeah. So, but when I saw the giant thing, I was like, there was a giant key wasn't there so that might come into play <laughs> i feel like it, it definitely will oh that's excellent mm-hmm. yeah maybe we'll have some more comic talk to kind of contribute as as we maybe if we're able to kind of get caught up a little bit on the yeah. comic and if anyone wants to contribute you know as far as feedback um you know for comic talk um feel free to do that if you're a, a comic fan uh, maybe let me know in the feedback um so that way maybe i can just kind of warn other folks that it could be like a comic spoiler or something like that so that way mm-hmm. if people want to kind of skip over it or we just at least give a warning that it's going to be there but we welcome that as well yeah. um okay well next week on lock and key um we will be covering season two, episode two of Lock and Key, titled "The Head and the Heart." Great um, band, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did. I, I put a I put a description on here. I don't typically do that, but this one wasn't too bad. So I'm just gonna go ahead and and, and provide what IMDb has. They said Tyler grows concerned over Jackie's memory loss. Gabe probes the locks for information about the keys, and Nina meets a mansplainer at her new job. The only thing worse than demons. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> they're they're kind they're pretty close. Demons and mansplainers. Pretty right. close, at least in my book. Um, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, don't. <laughs> now, if you don't know what a mansplainer is, is it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nice one. <thank> you. Uh, <laughs> nice one. Uh, um, well, yeah, I think I think that was great. Excited to talk about um, 
the next episode. And of course, we'll be wrapping up lock, or, um, Midnight Mass um, tomorrow, which we're, it's all going to kind of get released around the same time. So that's also coming next. So we'll be wrapping that up and focusing heavily mm-hmm. on Lock and Key. And then Dexter's coming up. Yeah. Be on the lookout, we're, guys. We're not going to have a lot of just Lock and Key before Dexter comes in to no, no. double duty things again. We're, <laughs> we're just... I don't know. Although I'm, I feel like Dexter's going to be week to week, no matter what. So if people yeah. do follow that, I mean, that's the way those shows on um, Showtime and HBO and things like that are traditionally released. So everybody's going to be stuck along with us. Mm-hmm. So anyway, feel our pain. Feel the pain. <laughs> share the pain. Yep. Well, we are excited for you to follow us into Key House. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Cast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. And you can check us out on Instagram, strange underscore indeed underscore pod. And you can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. And go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. And speaking of great podcasts, you can check out Pake and Daphne at Run For Your Lives. Now, I know that we just recorded for Midnight Mass a few days ago, um, the penultimate episode, mm-hmm. and you did some teasing. So I don't know if there's anything yeah. additional you want to throw out there or... Um, yeah, it's <laughs> nothing new. It's the same thing. But for people that maybe didn't listen to Midnight Mass and there they're listening go. to Lock and Key. Right. Good so, point. Yeah, and then I'll say the same thing when we record Midnight Mass tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, the... <laughs> But hey, it's cool. It's a fun one to plug because it is Halloween week. Halloween is this weekend, of course. Yay! On Sunday. So, in honor of Halloween, we're covering Halloween Kills, the new installment in the Michael Myers saga. So, Sweet. Yeah. Check it out. Let us know what you thought. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent choice. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Paige. And Tim Lovell is strange indeed. Perfect. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.